You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. It's episode 105. I'm Mark. And I'm Jasmine. And if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Please like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also very much love it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. Um, Also, if you'd be so inclined, please uh, feel free to donate us some of your hard-earned cash on Ko-Fi. Every little helps towards the running of um, this podcast. So uh, whilst we do it for love it does cost us money so we appreciate yeah anything you may inclined anything you may inclined to to give we gotta pay for the hosting we gotta pay for the podcast platform itself we got there's there's some things that we gotta pay for you know i mean literally if every listener like gave us a dollar like we'd be set for like a couple years (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. i could retire um (laughs) anyway um we're gonna we're gonna just just uh, this episode was kind of uh, thrown together from what happened last week. So this uh, this episode actually is a dedication to uh, Jason David Frank, who played well, played the Green Ranger on um, uh, well, played Tommy Oliver uh, initially. So David Jason Frank was born in 1973 on September 4th, and sadly passed away due to suicide on November 19th this year. Um, not much has been released in the way of the suicide, but I think we, we need to talk about the details of that. I, I, what I did read was that he was going through a divorce this year. And obviously, we don't know what people are going through, whether that had some impact or not. Um, I know the last few years have been quite tough on everybody. Um, and actually seeing, because we're on, uh, myself and Jasmine are on uh, social media, uh, we saw, I, I mean, I, I felt the impact myself, but I could see the impact across mm-hmm. All of the accounts that we um, follow and people that we're friends with online and it did seem to be quite a thing that everybody was talking about it so um, I think in some ways you know he, he would be probably quite pleased to see the impact of you know the, the, you know what he meant to people I think so um, I, I remember um, when he joined I was I don't know how old it was, like, uh, but yeah. So I, he joined the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but I was like an early teen. So he joined the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as the Green Ranger. Rita Repulsa recruited him to be her own Ranger. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but he was only contracted to do fourteen episodes. But because of the popularity of Tommy, uh, they brought him back uh, as the White Ranger. Uh, so he would go on and be. In the Mike Morgan Power Rangers, then Power Rangers Zio, then Power Rangers Turbo, and then Power Rangers Dino Thunder. <laughs> uh, he replied a reprisal role in an episode in Power Rangers Ninja Steel. Um, he also was in the movie that we're going to talk about. Uh, he cameoed in the other movie that we're going to talk about. And um, he has played, <clears throat> I don't know if you ever saw it, but he played the Green Ranger in a sort of 10 minute short of him versus Ryu um no I haven't see seen that, that. Uh, okay Look, go go google it afterwards it's actually okay really I will <laughs> and, uh, it's very gory and uh yes, like, I love it's, it uh, it's very adult and um but yeah so obviously um you know he was known 
for mainly being the Green Ranger and obviously later the White Ranger, but um, I've got some stats in front of me. He obviously was, but he was also known for kickboxing. Uh, yeah, eighth degree black belt in something called Shotokan Karate. Um, I don't know. Do you know that? Uh, he also has a variety of experience. Uh, Wadu Rai, Taekwondo, Judo, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, to be honest with you, there's a lot here. Um, and he blended them all together to form his own style, which I didn't, I didn't know actually until yesterday. Uh, Tosu Kundu. So uh, I don't know if I've said that correctly. Um, he also, in 2003, introduced the World Karate Union Hall, um, introduced into the World Karate Union Hall of Fame. So uh, I do know as well that he did at one point hold a Guinness World Record as well. Uh, I found that out yesterday as well. So, um, but yeah, so kind of, I want to say it's what we touched on earlier, like the impact of like the fans, actually the people that's going to obviously get to the most is, uh, his children, so mm-hmm. um, two sons and two daughters. So right now, I assume that they're and for many years are going to feel the pain of what's happened. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, I think me and Jasmine were talking about it. We're just like I just feel like I want to do an episode for him. So and I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm a 41 year old man, but I've always loved the Power Rangers. <laughs> so like, um, like you know, I, I actually. I've gone back, even without having to do this, and rewatched the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers just randomly. Like, it is so hard to rewatch, though. Like, it is just, it is so outdated now. Oh, do you know what? I've not seen it for a few years, but anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, <laughs> um, should we talk about the bootleg one and then the. Yeah, we can. Okay. So, there was a bootleg one which lasted 14 minutes. Um, Part part of Adi Shankar's bootleg universe, which the, he also did a Punisher short. Oh, is that the one we've actually? Yeah, with uh, Thomas Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came mm-hmm. back and re- reprised his role. That was actually pretty good. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> so I, I, so this is fourteen minutes long, and um, do you, well, do you want to start talking about it first? Yeah. Like, so this this short again, was part of Adi Shankar's bootleg universe. It is like his gritty reimagining of what if the Power Rangers were redone in like a modern thing and not, mm-hmm. not a campy, cheesy kind of way. And in true Adi Shankar fashion, it is hyper-violent. It is really dark, uh, but at the same time, like it was really good. I mean, he, I thought it was a really good 14 minutes. Like by the end, it's kind of like a surprise ending. And then at the end, you're just like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. Uh, it was um, a cool twist. Yeah. yeah, it was a really cool twist at the end. Um, so I actually, there was a, a point right before the first season of Castlevania came out where um, I was writing for a different website and they were like, hey, we have an opportunity to interview Adi Shankar. Do you want it? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to Adi Shankar. <laughs> and we spent like we had 20 minutes and we spent the whole 20 minutes talking about the bootleg universe, talking about if Adi Shankar could remake Mortal Kombat, what would that look like? And then we only spent about five of our 20 minutes talking about Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> My editor was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just such a fun conversation because you could really like tell that he gets excited about 
those kinds of things like about the things that he enjoyed as a kid so just to kind of like hear him talking about power rangers and to hear him talking about video games and how that was the kind of stuff that he loved um you can really kind of see why he he does those things so well so it's just he just has like this mad passion for it he's i mean he's like us right he's like one of those yeah. nerds that is just kind of obsessed with those things so i really loved his take on power and a lot of people thought it was too violent um, oh i loved it so i, was gonna I say, love I, it I, got, I was gonna say i got uh, the um i didn't know everybody that was in it but i was shocked by the two main people that were in it james oh, yeah. Van, van der beek as rocky uh, and Katie Sackhoff as Kimberly, who, yeah. if you haven't seen it, 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 it did come out a while ago. Um, it's 2015, I, yeah. So I, I actually, you know, I won't spoil it. So if you haven't seen it, because I know see it's it. not, yeah, go, go, go. It's literally on YouTube, and yeah. there is a quite a cool twist in it. It is basically, it kind of splits between um, Rocky grilling Kimberly, who, mm-hmm. who um, played by Katie Sackhoff, who obviously the Pink Ranger. He's he uh, Rocky's kind of switched sides and playing a more military type, mm-hmm. and which I think was actually quite a cool take on the character. Yeah, and uh, he's grilling Kimberly whilst it keeps flicking to other scenes, like right. you know showing you know um, Zach, Billy, Jason, uh, Trini. Um, this is actually, like the first iteration where you get two Red Rangers because they talked about Jason and Rocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well. Well, I mean, we did obviously in the actual proper Power Rangers universe. Jason actually has come back several times as well. I don't. Mm. Um, so I know that Jason did come back in the Turbo movie, which we're not going to talk about. But um, anyway, so there was um, the. Uh, they also had Bulk and Skull people that played Bulk and Skull, but like yeah. they actually like was like tooled up with guns and and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool too. So. Um, Anyway, um, and so they kind of like grilling to find, uh, you know, Rita and like, um, they're looking for Tommy. Sorry, sorry, Tommy. Yeah, they're looking for Tommy. Sorry, but um, they kind of oh, I liked it as well. So they they talked about uh, the machine. So whatever kind of futuristic yeah. world they're in, it's like it's almost like a Terminator world. Like the the machines have taken over, and so uh, Rocky switch sides, and he's fighting with the machines instead of fighting with the humans, mm. and that's kind of where this conflict is happening. So he has sort of kidnapped Kimberly, and they're trying to figure out a where the rest of the Rangers are, and b specifically where Tommy is. So um, I do know that this was put on Vimo when it first came out. I do remember this. And like they pulled it, because uh, obviously Savannah put in a copyright claim. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why these people make these things and then think they won't get trouble. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, um, but yeah, like uh, when this came out, I, I was like, this is what they should do. Yeah, this, this, for real. This is, it's this so is good. It was pa- so good. Uh, I honestly, this is so good. This power interesting. So I, I thought it was worth us touching on the reboots, although it was only fifteen minutes. There was a reason why I kind of wanted to touch on it because we'll talk about the second. Oh, we'll talk about the reboot, the actual official reboot film in a minute. But I kind of felt like the reboot film was halfway between what we had originally yeah. uh, and this. And yeah. um, I thought if they made a TV series like this, like this reboot universe, this, this Ali Shankar universe. I would 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I would watch for sure. 
like it's a much more serious, darker tone universe like this. So I, I would love it. Get get Katie Sackoff back, Jason Benvick back. Like this this go. So Yeah, I thought uh, it was really interesting too, because like the when he's talking about the Black Ranger, the Black Ranger is still played by a black character in this yeah. universe. And so yeah. it was like he had gone off from the Rangers and he was doing like kids bop versions of hip-hop dance videos (laughs) and it was really kind of like tongue-in-cheek because walter jones who played the original black ranger zach um was known as like his his style of fighting was like hip-hop fighting like is what they called it when the first series came out and so they played that up in this as well to to kind of be like can you imagine like this black martial artist getting uh boxed into this category of like being the hip-hop guy uh so i thought that was also an interesting take that they had in in this bootleg universe version so i would watch more of this but me too yeah come on give us give us a real thing (laughs) uh so anyway let's jump back in time to 1995 My Morphin Power Rangers. I want to reckon. I want to think. I was probably like thirteen or fourteen or something. So, um, so basically, Power Rangers was like this thing that you couldn't admit to your friends that you actually liked. Very true. Uh, Very true. Uh, but I know that everybody. I you know I do remember once we were all sitting in the park, like ten of us, and just chilling out, whatever. And then <clears> one guy <throat> says, "Come on, let's all admit it. We all like Power Rangers." <laughs> uh, and like everybody, like put their hands up and was like yeah okay yeah we do like power like, give that guy liked, a medal he was like, like look i'm sick of hiding it guys come like, on like we like power rangers it's we fine. all loved power rangers like, <laughs> we, we were all into it so it was it was like you know it wasn't even a thing that we like we all hid it because it was like you know you had to be cool but actually, yeah 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 so, anyway so my morphin power rangers is a spin-off film kind of slightly it's our <clears> continuity <throat> slightly from the tv series I thought it would be in between seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I watched it, it was a little bit kind of jarring. As there was obviously some slight alterations. Um, but it's almost as if it was like a parallel world of the TV show. Because um, at the time, I was watching the Mind Morphin Power Rangers TV show, and it did um, uh, some of those plot points are later on brought into the TV series. So mm-hmm. uh, we do know that the TV series was equally based off of the Japanese TV series Super Sentai, um, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Anyway, so it's based on characters by the Toe Company and Saban Entertainment. It was written by Arn Olsen, directed by Brian Spicer, and say, and like I said, it starred all of the actual people from the TV series, other than a couple of newbies. Uh, Jason David Frank, Amy Jo Johnson, David Jost, Karen Ashley, Johnny Young, Bosch, uh, Stephen Carr, Cardenas, Card- I don't know. So. Cardenas, anyway, there you go. And Jason Navi, Paul Schreier, uh, and Paul Freeman. Uh, anyway, there you go. That's why I, I shouldn't do the names, really. Uh, anyway, so it's released on June 30th, 1995. <clears throat> it ran for 96 minutes. It had a budget of 15 million. And you could feel every tiny penny of that $15 million. 
Uh, and it made sixty-six million. That's not bad return. Yeah, really. that's pretty I, good. Pretty good. You know, um, I, I'm surprised they didn't do a sequel. So, uh, anyway, I mean, doesn't Turbo count as a sequel? Yeah. So I, I, so I stopped watching Power Rangers before Turbo mm. was a thing. But like, I've seen a bit of the Turbo movie, and it seemed to be set within continuity Turbo. Mm, so. Okay. Um, I only ever watched the first season. Like, I never watched the new cast. No, I, I so I, I watched. I I stopped watching before Turbo and Zio. I I was watching it, but I remember what happened was we had Sky at the time, uh, Sky Television, and I think that they moved Zio to a channel that my dad didn't pay for. Mm. Um, so then I just dropped off and got older and never cared to go back. So. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine going back and watching these now. Cause... No, it's painful. <laughs> uh, Very painful. <laughs> but, yeah. So, do you want to do the summary? All right. Uh, so, a summary of the first film. A giant purple egg has been earthed. Lord Zed, Reed Repulsa, Goldar, and Mordaunt arrive at the construction site, crack open the egg, release Ivan Ooze. What a villain name, Ivan Ooze. A morphological being who ruled the Earth 6,000 years ago before he was alerted into a hyperlock chamber and buried deep underground by Zordon and a group of young warriors. The Rangers find him, confront him, but Ivan unleashes some ooze. And uh, while the Rangers battle and successfully defeat them, the fight distracts them long enough for Ivan to escape. They siege to the command center, and uh, Zordon ain't doing so hot. Takes all the power. Now, Alpha 5 only has one little bit of power left to get the Rangers to a different planet, and then they got to find a new power source on their own. The great power. Yeah, the great power. <laughs> so cheese. So uh, that definitely reminded me of He-Man. <laughs> <clears throat> that whole uh, other planet they were on. So we kind of touched on this a little bit as we were before we went uh, into this, but you said you already watched the first season, but were you yeah. were you a fan? Did you did you have any? I I mean I liked it the same way everybody else did. It was kind of mm-hmm. like, this is so stupid, but like I can't stop watching it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, it was just it was too popular to ignore. I would say. Um, I think it was one of those things you couldn't help but watch, and it was. I guess at the time, that's not what we called it because it wasn't really a thing back then. But like, essentially, we all, some of us hate watched it, right? Just so we could be part of the conversation later at school. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it was it was cool to me because even for back then, I thought that of the five kids, like it was pretty diverse because you had an Asian chick and a black guy that was part of this group. And so one of the things that I did like about Power Rangers was that it always I always felt represented um, as opposed to just being like, oh, oh, it's this group of white kids from a high school in California, you know, like, um, so it, it felt relatable in that sense, uh, which was not something that a lot of the other shows from that time period did. So mm-hmm. I did appreciate it for that. And I appreciated that they kept that thread through every iteration of Power Rangers. There was always, um, always different, different people represented in the group. I um, definitely was a fan of the Power Rangers. I I did really I really enjoyed the show. Even back then, though, I think the episodes I didn't like were the singular episodes. So the Formulatic mm-hmm. Weekly, 
cheese, cheese. It was all wrapped up. Very monster of the week. Yeah, the monster of the week yeah. episodes. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't particular. Although that was generally what you got was the monster of the week. Yeah. What I preferred was the episodes that were several parters because they would break the formula, and I preferred the breaking of the formula episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked, you know, things like Green with Evil, where they introduced Tommy and. You know uh, the white light story where he's the, uh, the white ranger. I, I love the the uh, the um, the multi parter where they lose all their uh, dinosaurs and they introduce the thunderzords. And I I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that you never like. So I obviously didn't know about Super Sentai or uh-huh. uh, like anything like that. I didn't know that new zords would eventually be a thing that they'd introduce. So when all their megazords got destroyed and they introduced the thunderzords, I was like, this is cool. I was like, <laughs> I, I remember at the time, like really like, this is so cool. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and like the thunderzords felt like a little bit darker to me. Like, yeah. and, um, You're so animated but, just talking like, about it. Uh, yeah, no, I remember it. Like, and uh, I, I remember that um, scene where uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Billy. Um, they, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what the story was, but they like lost their powers or something, and they're climbing through, and like Sword on and Alpha had disappeared. They didn't know anything were anyway. Like I think I can't remember. I think it was Billy, like climbing through like a an air vent inside their their base, um, and he looks down and he sees. It, I can't remember if it's Tommy or the White Rain or the White Ranger suit or something like that. And like it was like this cool thing because we didn't know Tommy was coming back as the White Ranger, mm-hmm. um, so that was cool. And then there was a um, there was a storyline where so Tommy had Tommy sort of came and went as the Green Ranger, and there was a storyline I remember which I thought was pretty cool. Like all their parents got kidnapped by Goldar and Rita, and oh, and they basically had to give all their power coins away or so, something like that. So mm-hmm. none, none of them had any power. And then I remember Jason like puts his hand in his pocket and just pulls out the gold, uh, the green power coin, and then suddenly you see Tommy just suddenly out of no like Tommy hasn't been in it for like I don't know five ten episodes or something. You see Tommy just walk into Angel Grove or wherever it was where the the parents were meant to be, and he's like walks around and he's like, "Where is everybody?" Like, and then it kind of the title has come up. It was like the end of part one or something. And it like it just like the music kicks in. It's like go green ranger. Like, and I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, Tommy's back. Like, like, and I was like, Tommy was like probably my favorite character. Like, and uh, I was just like, Tommy's back. So, but yeah, and then there was a, another one as well where they create like a clone of Tommy or something and end up in like Western times. So oh when they gosh. used to do when they used to do things like that, I was like, yeah, this is this is really cool. But yeah, yeah, I, I, the monster of the week ones are quite dull. But I get I get it. You can't always do an event like yeah. every like you couldn't. Do, couldn't and it's geared towards there. kids. They're not really going to keep that same train of thought the way that adults would for a yeah. twenty episode arc. Yeah. Well, I think now that's changed. Like I don't know. I think the expectation is that we were stupid back then. Like when I see some of the things that kids get now, like I don't, I haven't watched this, but like one of my kids was watching the new Wednesday uh, show on Netflix, which mm-hmm. is a twelve. Like that is that like that's quite a dark, you know, show. I could see like you know it was it, it felt to me like quite a dark uh, you know show. Very much not what I got at twelve. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, at twelve we were we were getting this stuff like and, uh, nothing wrong with the Power Rangers. Obviously, it's very nineties. Yeah, yeah. It was very our generation. But imagine if we got stuff like Wednesday back then. That would no way be a twelve back back in the nineties. Well, but I mean, yeah. I watched a lot of 
the same stuff that my mom was watching when I was a kid. So I watched a lot of adult TV. Like I was watching Law and Order at nine <laughs> all the time. So what's what, what the uh, sexual assault one? <laughs> no, that one hadn't come out yet. I was watching the original Law and Order. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh sexual assault one i think it's been on like 20 years so yeah it's been on uh, very long which one time. is that called what's one is that called special victims unit yeah yeah that's it yeah and uh yeah that's definitely not for kids that one so. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah anyway i was a fan i had some toys as well i had the red one the red one the blue one the black one i don't think i ever had the green one now i actually considering going to get that green one now so Uh-oh. um no i know yeah started something now so <laughs> right anyway Overall thoughts on this movie. Let's let's you know let's go. I don't remember this movie being filmed in Australia and like that opening sequence where they're on the rollerblades and they're just kind of rolling around town and they pass under like the Sydney Harbour Bridge and I was like, the hell? What? Why are they filming this in Australia? I was very confused. I don't know why it's filmed in Australia. I don't know if that's a money thing or what, but uh, I didn't remember that. Uh, so that was kind of that was kind of fun. Other yeah, maybe. than that, don't they, don't they give their tax incentives in certain places to like Canada uh, and Australia? I'm sure. and, yeah. yeah. Um, but this movie was so bad. Like, it was so bad. And I just, I don't remember disliking it so much. I mean, of course, like when I saw it, it was very close. If I didn't see it in 95, I saw it very close to 95. Um, it, I don't know. It fit the tone of the series at the time. It was very, very in line with the series. Uh, but, like, I just didn't remember it being so cheesy and so over the top. And I honestly, I don't even know how I forgot about Ivan Ooze. But, like, I totally forgot about the villain. And so, like, when he came on and they were like, oh, my God, it's Ivan Ooze. I was like, oh, my God, his name is Ivan Ooze? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I remember reading at the time the guy who played Ivan Ooze. Um really struggled because the costume was so thick like uh-huh. he's got he'd get so hot on the set oh so, i bet yeah um australian summers are hot as shit man i'm telling you <laughs> um yeah this movie uh, yeah I, I so i remember in 95 i did go and see it at the cinema uh, and i went with a bunch of friends we were actually down the coast uh and my parents uh, uh sort of holiday home down the coast and um one of my like one of my friends i'm not going i'm not going like, <laughs> I, I, i'm too cool i'm too cool anyway my mum's getting us all in the, in the car me and you know we're all getting ready to go and my brother and everything and um and then my friend who is too cool sort of comes on over as we get in the car hey you got room for one more <laughs> yeah 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 like can i can i come i was go. like all right yeah go on, man. yeah like, get in uh, you jerk come yeah, on yeah, like, um, but anyway, I, remember, I, I don't remember like initial thoughts at the time, but I have rewatched this movie a lot, I would say, over the years. I, I, look, don't get me wrong, I don't think I've seen it for probably at least the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. But rewatching it, the CGI is really, really, really bad. Like, yes. so, so bad. It, it's like on par with something you would have found in like a Mega Drive, uh, sorry, Sega Genesis to you. <laughs> um, like a uh, computer game with Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the the graphics are so awful. Yes, the script is bad. Oh, we'll yes, talk about that a bit. Like yes. it, it, it is a huge cheese fest of just. The only thing that is cool are the outfits that they are wearing in this background photo when they turn into the ninjetti. 
So I like the Ninja costumes. I <clears> like <throat> the actual Power Ranger costumes that they created for the movie. I love that the Power Rangers costumes, the actual Ranger costumes, all had like extra stuff. Like I can't remember if it's Rocky had spotlights or something, or you know they they always seem to have like extra gear, which I thought was cool. Like I don't oh, think yeah. I used to have the spotlights, I, and Rocky had the like uh, sonar or whatever. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. So I, I I thought to myself like even in the TV series when they became when they did their morphing they never felt like to me like they gained any extra abilities it just mm-hmm. felt like they gained a costume like so in this at least i felt like there was some additional abilities like mm-hmm. I, I still didn't feel like there was anything other than them getting a costume <laughs> but uh, so um but anyway i look you know nostalgia wise i i'm always going to enjoy this film mm-hmm. it, it is a very much a part of my childhood um, I've got a lot of memories attached to this franchise and I know that I enjoyed a lot of it back then. I guess it's a bit like my whole thing on Masters of the Universe. Um, I love this franchise, you know, obviously the early days. I only stuck with this original core cast. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't go beyond any... Oh, I, no, one other character who later on in the TV series, so when Kimberly left, um, Catherine joined, I think, who actually is Australian. Um but other than that, that was my last cast change. I didn't go much beyond that. Mm-hmm. So I was really pleased to see these guys. I was disappointed that we didn't have Jason in the movie, considering I think this came out, Jason, Zach and Trini, obviously. And obviously, unfortunately, Trini sadly did pass away in a car accident not mm-hmm. long after, around this time the film was made, I think, um, which I didn't know at the time. But I was disappointed to see that it wasn't the original core cast that made yeah. it out, but... But for me, I was really pleased about the success of the franchise and the su- success, obviously, these actors as well. Because, mm. like, the fact that, you know, Jason David Frank's portrayal of Tommy Oliver was only meant to be over 14 episodes. But his, his popularity with the fan base, which included myself, um, I love Tommy. Like, obviously, that character was brilliant. And I think Jason David Frank did really nail Tommy mm-hmm. as a character. Now, you know, actually, it's probably quite a good way of to uh favorite characters here so do you have a favorite character of this movie uh i think favorite character would just have to be uh billy just by proxy billy was always my favorite because he was the nerdy guy Mm -hmm. um and so i always liked billy so he just kind of continued to be my favorite (laughs) i think when i when i looked at this film like the six there's obviously six power rangers but you can tell that the two main ones are Kimberly and 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 Tommy, mm-hmm. they they're always kind of spotlighted. Even at the very end, when they're looking out on the fireworks at the end, they highlight the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind of character development seems to. I mean, the character development's very thin on the ground there. But <laughs> any kind of even just <laughs> like emotional or, or character moments yeah. just between the two of them. But it seemed so... like to imply that they were together. I mean, they, they yeah. are. Yeah. Like, did that happen in the series? I don't remember. I, I don't think they ever really were together together. But Officially, think, but like uh, unofficially. Yeah. I think it just always seemed like they were together. I think because of that time that we were in. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to have them kiss or a romance or anything yeah i don't it was very heavily implied that they were together yeah Um, because like that one scene where they're fighting the dino bones um and kimberly gets caught and she actually calls out for tommy not just calling out for help hmm. i remember there was an episode in the tv series where i think kimberly's having lunch with one of the other girl oh oh, it must have been aisha must have been aisha 
Um, and she said something about meeting up with Tommy and she had some new lipstick or something. So it felt like, it, I, don't, I don't remember them ever saying from memory that they were together, but it felt like they were. But anyway, yeah. my favourite character, look, it, it, it is the White Ranger, Tommy Oliver. I I think Jason David Frank was brilliant in, in the show. Like he, It is sad, unfortunately, that there's a lot of people out there that don't move on from their, their franchise, that they become mm-hmm. too typecast. But I think he realised that. He, I think he realised as, as an actor he couldn't move on. Um, so, in fact, what he did was he embraced it. Like, and he just kept coming back and kept coming mm-hmm. back. And, um, you know, whether that was, like I say, in shorts, you know, him fighting Ryu or uh, comic conventions, or I think he did a few other shorts where he played um, uh, Tommy Oliver as well. Um, yeah. yeah Don't knock those comic back. conventions, though. Those guys make a lot of money on those appearance fees. So it's paying the bills. Oh, no, I know. The fact that he had four kids, I can afford four out of four kids. And, uh, like, <laughs> But the fact that he had four children and, you know, I think he was, I don't know if he had finished, but he was in the process of making a film, which was kind of, um, I wouldn't say based off of it. it was, was it called The Legend of the White Dragon or something? He was making a film or something, which is, I think, <clears throat> um, inspired by the Power Rangers. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think Jason David Frank, for me, will always be one of my favourite characters. Whenever I see because I have seen clips or episode, the old episode where I've heard that, that him, um, I was going to say him or um, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Jason. Um, what's his name? Something. His real name? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, I've forgotten it. Something Austin. I remember it was something Austin. I can't remember. Uh, those two are always my favourite characters from the franchise. So I was disappointed when Jason left. Jason, I think I think the two actors actually that were the strongest in this were Jason and Tommy. They were mm. pro- very strong leaders i felt and he did come across as a strong leader in this movie and in the tv series as well now <laughs> uh okay so let's kind of like break down the, the structure of this movie um i think actually start with the acting so <laughs> the acting uh... isn't great the acting is not good like no. from, from any of them when i talked no. about tommy oliver uh sorry jason david frank his acting is not great like he he is the strongest of, of the, the bunch. Yeah. yeah. And obviously that we have we have obviously our Vulcan skull and they introduce a couple of new people, like the um the, the, the father and the kid, which they yeah. introduced for the movie and we're never seen again. And um Ivan News, I think, is actually a really good villain. Um he hams it up how he should. Oh, yeah. um, he is very much an eighties villain though. It felt yeah, like he yeah. was a little bit out of place in a nineteen ninety five film, but uh yeah, no. He was he definitely earned his keep. <laughs> I, I love I love Lord Zed is probably my favorite of the villains. When they introduced Lord Zed in the TV series, I was like, this is cool. He's I've always cool liked Zed's costume design. Like yeah. as as cheesy as everything else was, I thought it just like this ugly, creepy, like guy with no skin. Yeah. I, I thought, but like his helmet and his his staff with the Z, like I just I love Whatever, whoever designed Zed, I love it. I do, I do love his design. Well, well, you know, when you think about it, with, with um, all of these villains, they make one monster a week. Why not not just make twelve? <laughs> why, why not make twelve or fourteen monsters? The, the Power Rangers would be done then. Yeah, they only, they, they only got enough swords for like really one one monster. What are they going to do? I just don't think 12? that the villains think that far ahead, Mark. 
No, they, 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 and this is the trouble. Even Ivan Ooze, as wonderful as he was meant to be as a bad guy, comes in, he takes out, takes up Sauron, <clears throat> and you know, Sauron's on his knees. And, um, and this is kind of the bit, this is the bit I wish they'd have done more with. So they get the power and just go back to their base, and they've got enough power to go to this other planet. Mm-hmm. And they, when they arrive on the planet, there's this sort of dinosaur thing like like um the bones or remnants of the dinosaur and yeah but it's wearing like a, a headpiece like a yeah, like, communicator yeah as if as if as if the as if it had been like an alien dead alien and, yeah um so some sort of form of intelligence and they introduced as well this character who some uh, random bikini clad woman that really didn't fit in a pg film if, if <laughs> i'm being honest <laughs> well her costume is pretty much non-existent yes it um, was a few straps of green leather that's it but what i liked about her she makes reference if she leaves the planet she will age as rapidly as Zordon. Mm-hmm. so i just felt like i wish they'd done a bit more with exploring this planet i would actually like to see more of this planet and maybe some of these dinosaur things although then again the cgi yeah. was awful <laughs> so yeah but it would, i thought <clears> to myself like how cool would it been if a lot of this was off off world. Like we only come back towards the end with Ivan News, yeah, um, or even not necessarily that Ivan News even is on Earth. I get, I get that the, the the stakes were higher when they had civilians to save when they went back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did like the fact that um, you know we introduced essentially a new society and a new world, and you know I just wish I'd done a little bit more with it. But mm-hmm. I guess this is of that world that generation. <laughs> So uh, I kind of wanted them to explore a little bit more of all of that. But um, I did like that they went off world, though, to get this new power and, you know, resurrect their their abilities and gain Mm -hmm. some new zords, um, which were obviously their ninja zords, um, which I think that followed the thunder zords. Um, But, yeah, the script script is fairly wooden. It's full of one-liners, cliches. Yes, oh, my God. It is so 90s. Like, all of the villains have these ridiculous, like, 90s catchphrases. They are quintessential 90s. You you could not watch this movie and not know what time period it was from. Do you want to play Kick the Can? Like, uh, um, when they're jumping out of the plane, bonsai! Like, Whatever. One of the villains at one point is like, see ya, would want to be ya. It's like, no, come on, come on. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yeah. It, it's basically a really cheesy script. No real effort put <clears> in. No, There's one little moment on the planet where Kimberly turns to Jason. It's like, oh, I'm so upset about Zordon. Like, I was like, oh, come on. <sighs> Kimberly Hart, was it? Sorry, not Kimberly Hart. What's her name? Uh, Amy J. Johnson, her acting, unfortunately, is not the best. I did see her later on in Covert Affairs on TV, and her acting had vastly improved. So but For I a long time, she was on a long-running show. What was it? FBI? Or... No, it was so, yeah, it was like a, uh, she was like a policeman or policewoman or yeah, SWAT yeah, yeah. or something. Um, I, do think, I do think she's probably done the best in terms of moving on. Um, yeah. But I don't think anybody else has. So Not so much. Um, did you have any favorite scenes in the movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, the ridiculous scene of Ivan Ooze selling his ooze to the kids, <laughs> and every line had to rhyme. I was just like, 
this is the worst, but this is the best. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was, I don't know. I it was at that point, it's just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like, this is all par for the course. But uh, again, that guy uh, who was played by, uh, what was it? Paul Friedman, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he was just all in. And you could tell that he was all in. And so because he was putting so much effort into it, it was, it really, I, I thought all of his scenes came out well, but it was the one where he was selling the use. And if your parents don't like it, just throw it in their faces. <laughs> and the kids are all like, yeah. I liked, you know, I liked the fight scene quite at the beginning when they, after they meet Ivan and they have to fight, um, they all have their own version of the putties, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and like the music kicks in, it's like action boy now, yeah. action girl. Like, and I thought that was a really cool scene. Like when they're, and then they all get, they all get thrown into a group. And Tommy's like, right, we need to power up. Like, and they all, you know, morph and become Power Rangers. And, yeah. And then, and then they go sort of into the sort of car parking lot or whatever. And they're like, and I thought that was quite for me. I felt that quite felt a little bit darker than it normally would on the TV show. So I was. Like this is a cool, cool moment, but mm-hmm. then, then it kind of did resort back to yeah. <laughs> four, four, four after that. So, you know what threw uh, me off though is that they said the Zords out of order, and I was not used to that because I only watched the first season, so I am very much used to the order that they went in in the first season when they morphed, and hmm. so like this one was different, and I was like, why is it different? Why are they morphing in the same order? This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to love that Dragon Zord. Oh. Um. Anyway, Dragon's all was gone. All right, so what would you rate this? I don't, do you know what? I think with this... I, I got two like, ratings. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Probably rate it for how you'd rate it back then and then rate it for today. Because yeah. I think, like, you know, nostalgia-wise, it's like a five out of five. Yeah, so. I was going to say, like, back then, it it fits exactly with the tone that they had already set for the Power Rangers. Like it is a continuation. It doesn't, it doesn't feel out of place. Everything is the same. You're very used to it. So five of five continuity wise, as far as like it fitting into the Power Rangers universe of the nineties today, this movie gets a one out of five. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Probably get much lower than that, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with a one, uh, the one. For a 2022 rating, it gets a one. Yeah, I think I would probably <laughs> back back then. I know I loved this film. I loved it for years. Like definitely about ten years after it came out, I was watching this. I don't know once a year or something like that. I loved this film, and um, I remember sometimes just it's fun. Me and some friends would just shove it on the telly. Like, <laughs> and uh, but now I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go. I'd probably give it a two out of five. Now. Okay. But but back then it would have gone more. Like definitely higher. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, time moves on. It does. Uh, the it French, does. Uh, the, t- the television series still is continuing. <clears throat> uh, I think it's due to have some sort of anniversary. I can't remember a special coming up. Um, I imagine I ha- with his passing, there is going to be something happening sometime. No, no, no. There was an anniversary special coming, and he was meant to be in it. Um, uh, and he had already announced his retirement from the Power Rangers, saying that he would, after this, no longer get involved in anything Power Rangers related. Mm-hmm. And he was wanting to, uh, Jason Dave Frank was wanting to move on. Um, and the franchise was being brought to a, like, so, so I don't know if you knew this, but all the TV shows, so the Power Rangers TV shows that even on now are still a continuation from that original show when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so although they reboot it kind of 
they kind of semi-reboot it with um, sort of new cast, new setting, new swords every couple of years. Yeah. I think what they tend to do is change the cast every two or three seasons now. Uh, probably a way of <laughs> keeping their costs low. Um, so Because obviously, you know, they, they, these people that they recruit are fairly badly paid, I would have thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a, just... a $15 million budget for a cast with six main people, like, yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine, can only imagine what they get paid in the TV world. So yeah, I, I do know that they occasionally, because like I say, they occasionally bring back, um, yeah, the people that played the original Jason and Tommy and stuff like that. I, mean, I think they, I think those two are the main the ones that mainly come back. I don't know about any of the others, um, but all of that is meant to be coming to an end soon, mm-hmm. and they are meant to be rebooting it like a proper brand new reboot on Netflix. And oh. what I had, what, what I read was that this rebooted world. So this 2017 movie isn't getting a sequel and there will be a reboot, which is going to be on the television on on Netflix. But also they said that they may do movies that will be part of the TV world. Mm -hmm. So they said it'll be, I was reading that they'll be a bit like Star Trek. How You know, know the original Star Trek uh, with um, uh, William Shatner. Yeah. William Shatner and the next generation cast and all that. When they had movies, the TV show and the movies were kind of the shared universe. So they, they're sort of talking mm-hmm. about something similar like that. I imagine they probably have seen the success of um, the DCEU. And, well, but uh, also Saban the sold MCU. their rights to the Power Rangers to Hasbro back in 2018. And yeah. Hasbro has Transformers. Like Hasbro builds their brand on merchandising. So I'm mm. pretty sure whatever they're going to do, it's going to be pretty cool. Like uh the there's been a couple of transformers things that have come out on netflix they've been animated but they've still been really good mm-hmm. so um, so do you want to introduce the, <clears throat> all right the <laughs> power rangers in 2017 same same deal same characters from toei and sabin uh this one was written by john gatness it was directed by dean israelite it stars Decker Montgomery, Naomi Scott, RJ Seiler, Becky G, Ludi Lynn, Bill Hader, Brian Cranston, and Elizabeth Banks. We also have cameos from Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson. It was released in March 2024, 2017. <clears throat> it ran for 124 minutes, a budget of 105 million US dollars, so a uh, fair amount more. Mm-hmm. Box office, it made 142.5 million. So although it did. 40 million back. profit but that wasn't enough to impress the uh people in charge unfortunately got, i mean from what we've seen is normally sequels they want a bit more money in terms of budget yeah. and if it's not but massive... it still did really well merchandising so it did really really well in um sales when it came on dvd and blu-ray and then it did really well with all of the merchandising that came with it for the 2017 film i think i think this is just me i think covid got in the way i think they had been moving in a direction in 2019 late 2019 where they had finally found a way to to start a sequel Mm -hmm. and and then of course COVID happens in 2020 and I think after that they were just like fuck it (laughs) we're not we're not doing anything with this can the movie rights expire or something like that well so what they said was Sabin didn't renew the licensing for this specific logo of that film for 2017 and Saban's response was we renew 50 bajillion different Power Rangers properties like if if we renew or don't renew a specific thing it doesn't mean that we have lost control of the franchise 
So there was a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of back and forth because that was also, again, uh, Saban Entertainment sold Power Rangers rights to Hasbro uh, right before this film or right after this film came out. So now it's in Hasbro's hands. And I think Hasbro has a lot more money. They they paid five hundred and twenty two million dollars cash for the rights to Power Rangers. So I don't oh. think Hasbro is going to just not do anything. Um, it's a shame though if they don't if they don't kind of use the same cast. I really enjoyed this reboot. I mean, I, I really yeah. really did. I think this was one of the better ways that a franchise has been updated, especially one that was so hokey and cheesy and just so very dated from before. Like this update feels. This update felt like something that I could watch a sequel, a, a third or, you know, a second or a third film for. Um, I don't know. I remember this when I was younger. I think Savannah sold the rights initially to Disney and then he bought them back. Oh, I, that I don't know. So, Maybe. Uh, I, don't anyway, know how, so, I don't know how you have enough money to buy it back from Disney. <laughs> so in summary, uh, the summary of the movie. So originally this movie starts like 65 million yeah. yeah. Um, in the Cenozoic era, yeah, yeah. era. Uh, so warriors, as Power Rangers, are tasked with protecting life on Earth and the Zeo Crystal. I thought that was cool how they brought in the Zeo Crystal. The Green Ranger, Rita Repulsa, betrays them uh, and plans to dominate the universe. The Red Ranger, which is Zordon, I thought that was cool. But mm-hmm. they gave Zordon a bit more of a backstory. Survives Rita's attack and hides five of the power points. He orders Alpha 5, his robotic assistant, to perform a meteor strike that kills them, uh, kills him, uh, and the dinosaurs and sends Rita to the bottom of the sea. Foiling her scheme, this film picks up 65 million years later in a town called Angel Grove. So, do you know what? I would never want to live in Angel Grove. Um, Angel Grove Uh, and whatever the hell the town is that Buffy lives in. (laughs) Well, that, that town is gone now. So, when yeah. uh, season seven happened, that town also swallowed went. up by the Hellmouth. Yep. So, anyway, did I like this treatment? Yes, I did. I rewatched it last night before we recorded, and I did watch it when it came out. Not watch it at the cinema, so unfortunately, I didn't contribute towards that income. I wish now I had it done because maybe my ticket might have pushed it over the line. You're seventeen uh, bucks, but it helps, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good reboot. I, I loved the character development of all of them. I loved the characterizations of all of them. Yeah. I loved the fact they actually had actors that could act. I loved the fact they had a script that actually wasn't one note. I, you know, the, the CGI was actually decent CGI. Yeah. Um, there was humor, there was laughter, there was clear emotions like uh, you know, from all <clears> of these people. The villain, the villains actually had a bit of humor as well. Um, the, the Zordon actually felt like a bit of personality. And what I loved was actually people wanted Brian Cranston because his first ever role was in the TV series as a villain, as yeah. one of the monsters of the week. So <laughs> I, I remember that whole thing, like when Breaking Bad was on, it was like, oh, Brian Cranston's <clears throat> first ever role was in Power Rangers as one of the monsters of the week. And yeah. like, and because of his fame of Breaking Bad, they were like, he's got to come back for Power Rangers. And he did. 
he was back at Zordon. Yeah. I'd like to see that he was a Power Ranger. It was so cool. I thought that was a really cool start. And I love the fact that this is like a, a really, really good origin movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it started to make me think, I wish now, because the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was out of continuity, they should have just done like an almost completely out of continuity. Uh, and they could have actually had a sort of almost film franchise running separate to the TV. Like, yeah, yeah. Sort of out of continuity. Uh, but I think back then in the 90s, people wouldn't have got that. Anyway, I, I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, there was just so many sort of touching moments, you know, the little campfires, the, you know, the, uh, the detention that they all get in detention for some, something that they've done. And, you know, that Kimberly's got some sort of backstory <clears throat> before the movie. Uh, Jason's got a backstory. And what I love is that Jason actually isn't the, the good boy that he is in the TV series. He's... Mm-hmm you know, trying to nick a cow in this film for a start. Like, he stole I, the other team's mascot. That is yeah. a thing that they do in high school. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. I, I just, I, I love a lot of this film. And I, I you know, the action sequences are brilliant. I mm-hmm. really did enjoy this this sequence. Um, and, you know, towards the end, I thought it was great that they recognized the contribution that Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson did to this franchise and brought them back as cameos. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the fact that even Jason is wearing green and she's wearing a pink jean jacket. Yeah. So that was a cool, <clears throat> cool little nod. So I wonder yeah. if it was like were, did were they still Rangers and realized like a new set of Rangers had been turned over? Like is was that the nod or I don't know. Well, I mean, on the credits, it doesn't have their names. What I like to think is that this is a parallel world, and Tommy okay. and a uh, t- Tommy and um, Kimberly have come over, and you know they're they're sort of giving their you know from a distance, you know, passing of the torch. Yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how I'm imagining. Like. That's obviously not what happened. They're, just that, they're obviously just meant to be people that live in the town. But yeah. how cool! How cool would it be if there was actually a backstory to that? So, yeah, that, that actually Tommy and um, Kimberly had ended up on that Earth. Maybe like they had their own mission. Maybe they were meant to. Um, maybe they did something that no one knew about. You know, made sure that uh, Jason got caught that day so he didn't yeah made sure that those kids found a way to get together yeah 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 maybe maybe like how cool you know how cool would it be if it was like obviously they can't do this now but how cool would it be if they did like a little tv special where tommy and um kimberly were like in the background getting those five <laughs> kids together so, yeah like anyway this is all in my head none of this is real um so just yeah i i, I mean you know i guess I loved it because this was the first time we actually get an origin story before these kids get power. Yeah. Um. So that was really interesting to see. It was, I mean, it's, it's still very formulaic, like very breakfast club, like all these kids meet in detention and finding a way to come together and actually work as a team. Um, and then they wind up friends at the end, but like, I just, it was interesting. And they kept all of the original Ranger names. So we get mm-hmm. training back. Um, She's at the, like they, they change it up in all the right ways to me uh like we get our first lgbt character and then um you've got billy and billy admits to being like on the spectrum so it's it's still a diverse cast we still have you know we still have the black character we still have the asian character uh now we have a latina character uh i just i love that they kept the diversity mm-hmm. um i love the changing up the colors of the people um like i like that <laughs> I like that Billy Billy again like just 
favorite character. Like he was uh. so great. But like I I love the way that they all kind of at first they're like, this is totally stupid. Like there's no freaking way. And then when they all realize that they have powers, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Let's jump canyons. <laughs> like, like they still do very like stupid teenager things. Um, oh, I love it when they all five of them get in the water and Billy's like, I'm black. They're like, yeah. No, you're not. Was it? No, was it? No, not him. It was Zach sorry, said sorry, that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Zach said I'm black. He's like, no, yeah. you're not. Like, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, but um, I, I did. I love the update. I love the the change of the costumes. I love it when they finally morph and you get to see the way that like their skin just takes on the armor. Um, <clears throat> I I really I liked that they tamped down Alpha Five's annoyingness. Um, so we do get the III. Yeah, huh? Alpha Five. Alpha Five is funny now. Like yeah, instead of just like unbearable. Um. We we do get a few of the IAIs, but it's not like just an over like he he actually has a bit of substance. I think Bill Hader does a really good job with Alpha Five, uh, and Zordon is kind of a dick, and mm. I think like they played that part pretty well. And it's it was interesting that it, there's so, the relationship between Zordon and Jason is contentious almost mm. until the very end of the film. Um, and I I thought that they did that well because I think that that seems a bit more like par for the course because i just can't well, he imagine of, he wanted to use them really he was well yeah yeah because he wanted to come back because he thought he was hot shit and he was the only one that could defeat rita uh yeah. but like i think in this day and age it would teenagers especially would not just accept some talking wall telling them that they now have these powers and it's their job to save the universe like those kids would be like screw you man like i'm not doing none of that so i i thought that the relationship between zordon and the rangers played well for this especially for this being like an origin film and then you can kind of see how there could be uh growth there if there were any other films to come after this um but i thought that they did balance really well of telling you these kids individual backstories while also giving you like a power rangers backstory so i i just i don't know like people gave this film a lot of trouble but i really enjoyed this film like i enjoyed it back then um and i still enjoy it now no i i really enjoyed it and yeah so <clears throat> char characters themselves so the we've got five power rangers rather than six um which is good like uh, bad, there like, is a mid-credit scene well, well yeah yeah there is a mid-credit scene so but so we have five credit five power rangers we have our zordon uh we have our alpha i love the fact that some of these <clears> people we actually get to see their parents which was so unusual for the tv series <laughs> especially jason's dad and the relationship between them mm -hmm. i i love that actually when he steals the cow J jason's dad is like you know what, no, when i think you haven't done anything stupid basically like then you go and do something even more stupid yeah and uh but that opening sequence actually it's all about jason and his dad when it opened, that opening sequence where jason is stealing the cow and then he nicks a car rolls a car it was actually a statement to say, actually, this is very different from what you knew. Mm -hmm. Like this, that opening scene would never have happened in in the TV series or or the movie from nineteen ninety five. This was setting the bar that this is a different, this is a different world. Like mm -hmm. this is not, this is not what you guys got in the nineties. This is now the two thousands, and you get something else. So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, we're not the goody goodies you remember us to be. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing. Like all of yeah. these five power rangers are not goody goody people they're not white knights they've yeah. all got their own problems 
And so they, throughout this film, you see these five characters overcoming their problems. And Jason is very much not the leader at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, whilst he possesses, you could see some leadership qualities. So in detention, when he stands up for Billy, that is brilliant. Honestly, that scene where he slaps the guy, like the guy goes to punch him and he like dodges it. And then he slaps him. He's like, you slapped me. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, weird, right? Like, <laughs> like, and I was like, that's just such a good line. I was like, you slapped me. Yeah, yeah. weird, right? Um, so, <sighs> I, I mean, when, when you know, when I talk about favorite character, it is going to be from these guys. And I, I, I'm torn so heavily between Jason and Billy. Jason and Billy, yeah, Jason and Billy, and to be honest, Kimberly as well. Like, I think the three of them for me are favorites in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying Zach and Trini weren't characters I enjoyed watching, but their character development was lower. Um, I, they kind of introduced them a little bit later into the film. They introduced those three first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the character development of where Kimberly clearly was probably, I would imagine, before the film, kind of the golden child, you know, of the um, cheerleading team. And then there's obviously she's now an outcast. However, mm-hmm. she still semi retains that popularity in the school, but just not with the cheerleaders anymore. Yeah. And then you know that got... scene in the bathroom where she cuts off her hair at the very beginning? Yeah. She actually yeah. did that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. she actually cut off her real hair. Um, so Billy is hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And I love the dynamic between him and Jason as well. And I love how Billy feels he has to justify himself to Jason. And Jason stops him and says, no, we're cool, man. Like, yeah. you, you don't need to explain. Like, like Jason saw who he was. Like, yeah. He was like, no, 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 you don't need to tell me. Like the, yeah. you know, the, that you've got that you're on a spectrum or autism or or whatever your, your things are. Jason's like we're cool, yeah. like, and I liked that. But they didn't even know each other that long, and Jason's like, no, we're good. Yeah. Like, and I love that Jason instantly kind of Jason and him were clearly never going to be friends in a normal world, but for some reason they did bond. And yeah. they like, but I think Jason... that was interesting because like Jason is the jock, right? He's the yeah. he's the quarterback of the football team, which means he's like the king of the class, like. But he's not the typical jock. Like he gets in yeah. trouble, he gets arrested, he's got an ankle bracelet, he's <laughs> on house arrest. Like he is the epitome of like the wild child, but at the same time, like still has the responsibilities of you know being the leader. And I thought that that dynamic played pretty well. Like it, it was just kind of different than what you normally see. I think um, he's the opposite of what we have in the TV show. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would say, like, I, I struggle to pick a favourite, but it's got, it's between Jason and Billy, but also Kimberly, and I love the, the story uh, and character development between the three of them throughout throughout this movie. <clears throat> Billy is definitely the funniest of all of them. Yes. At the end, when they get the sword or the swords, and he's like, you be kai eh, mother? Uh, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll stick with mother. <laughs> so, like, uh, uh, he honestly is so good. So. Yeah. I take it Billy's your favorite too. Billy, again, favorite. Like I've always the the nerd and the brains are usually always going to be my favorite characters, and this time, Billy had so much more personality than the Billy that we're used to seeing, hmm. and and so to get to see that, uh, I I thought that he just he to me he was also like the heart of the team, right? Everybody kind of rallied around him, especially in you know the sequence when he drowns and Mm -hmm. that was actually really emotional like because like you don't expect that in power rangers right like Mm -hmm. this is the first uh of pretty much any of the power ranger things that got up to a pg-13 rating um so all of the other power rangers films 
and the series had been just like rated PG. So they took this up a notch, not, you know, still not bad, but like to actually kill a character like that was pretty ballsy. And uh, for it to have been Billy and and to finally see the team kind of rally around him the way that they did. um, I just he he to me was definitely the thing that was keeping them together. Like he, Uh he might not have been the team leader, but he was definitely the glue that kept this team together. And you just, you really felt that it didn't feel forced. Like RJ, RJ Seiler does a really good job of making you like him. Like Billy is very likable. And so when that emotional bit happens and Rita Repulsa kills him, it's kind of like, Oh shit! Like, <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. We got kids dying in Power Rangers now. Like, yeah, yeah. what is happening here? Um, but like the way that they kind of redeem that and reverse it, it um, it kind of works. And that it obviously, ha- I mean, happens later in the film. But like, it's it's sort of the turning point that clicks everything into place. And and I just think that Billy was the right character for that to happen to. Um, because mm-hmm. I don't think you would have had the same emotional impact if it had happened to any anyone else. Um. So I just I just enjoyed him. Like his comedic timing was great. He was smart. He was weird, but he like was very open and honest about his weirdness. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't know. I just I, I really like this cast. And like it was one of those things where I remember liking this film back in 2017, but I don't remember anyone else liking it in 2017. And it's just kind of like, but why? Like, why did anyone else like this? I thought it was this this yeah. was pretty good. Like it was this a pretty a good solid film. origin film. Yeah, I think you know. Touch on the script. I think the script was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The the language between all of the characters was was fluid. It wasn't. Do you know? There's only what there's a couple of probably one liners in there, but generally this was a solid script. It flowed well. The, yeah. It felt real between all of them. Yeah. And the one liner that stood out at me and I'd forgotten about it obviously until my rewatch it made me laugh was when Rita says make my monster grow yeah and that, yeah. Cl- that, that clearly was for us like yes. the 90s kids yeah. like because that's what Rita used to say in the yeah. TV series when, whenever she um, wanted Goldar to get bigger yeah yeah and so obviously somebody who hadn't watched the original would just have shrug, shrug that off yeah but um, I, I, I loved all of it I think that even having Zordon be a dick was mm. brilliant so because yeah. Zordon was so passive in the tv series he didn't yeah. really tell them off like he although he probably was a slight father figure in the tv series it's you know what it was whatever but then i know the yeah like i say the structure of this whole film was put together really well it was a decent origin film they didn't yeah. rush they didn't rush into being power rangers which i think yes. sometimes you can make the mistake of rushing somebody into a superhero costume quite well yeah. like a bit like batman begins how we didn't get batman begins for uh, so we didn't get batman for like an hour into the film or something yeah this was the same and also yeah. when they morphed it wasn't like easy to morph that's what they yes. made this they made this more of a thing right it took than... the, this was this was over two hours it took them over an hour to get to the point it was like almost an hour and a half before they actually morph billy morphs accidentally but you don't yeah. really see it you just kind mm. of see him in the armor um but but that's why it's impactful like when they finally click and they finally morph it like it's it's one of those hell yeah this is awesome yeah, kind yeah. Of moments because it feels earned and versus Jason like if they all. had morphed the first time it would have been like oh here we go 
Well, in the TV series, they like were in Power Rangers costumes within the first episode. I, yeah. I know. I remember in the first episode, they all walk out of the command center. Oh, we're not doing this, and they get attacked by parties or whatever, and then they end up mm-hmm. in Power Rangers. And they were literally by the end of the episode, they're Power Rangers within twenty minutes. I mean, yeah, so like, yeah. so lame, really. But <laughs> like, but this, but this, like, say it was earned. And when they do finally become that, I remember Jason saying it's morphing time. That was. Yeah. They didn't do any of the cheesy Tyrannosaurus or any of that, which I'll be honest. I, I missed. Cool with. I, I would have been cool with it. I, yeah, I, I, I love wanted, it. I wanted that. I used to love it when it used to come on. Tyrannosaurus, pterodactyl. Like you know, uh, I hated when they moved away from that. Like I'll be honest, you know, uh, Falcons. Uh, Falcons order school. But anyway, yeah. well, I also like that they updated the costumes. Like instead of because with the Power Rangers originally, like it's not updated because they didn't dub it right. So like their face masks. And then when they put their helmets on, like everything is ADR. So they come back in and they do all of the voiceover work on top of that. Whereas in this film, as you can see in my background, mm. they have their helmets, but like the face plates of the, the helmets finished, come yeah. off so that you can still see their expressions and see their faces. So that removes a lot of the cheese factor because now they don't have to be so handsy when they're acting because now we can see their faces. And so well, I thought that the, that was a really, really cool update instead of us getting the all like, it's morphin' time, like all of that kind t- of stuff that they do. Well, in the TV, in the TV series, they would, um, if they did have their helmets off in the command center, they'd hold them under their arms and they yeah. could, could open them and put them over their heads and then clip them down. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was kind of the only thing they could do. Obviously, you know, TV show budget versus movie budget. It's the same when they made... Um, Stargate into a TV series, you know. I don't know if you remember Star. Do you remember Stargate? Did you ever see Stargate? So they uh, the film. They... I love the film. I never watched so, the series. So you know, in the in the TV, in, sorry, in the film, you know, they serpent people and they had the the CGI would make the shutters in their faces go up and down. Mm-hmm. In the TV series, when they first did the TV series, it was like a headpiece that went on and off. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of, and it was huge as well, like a huge headpiece. Uh, it, it was so cheese. So, but yeah, this is where you get. a property versus uh movie property versus a tv property and so anyway i i love this i i actually wouldn't change anything about this i think it was done really well it was a solid reboot for me i yeah. think they did really well to take from the original source material yeah and i think I, it's a really strong reboot definitely i think they used their budget really well i think for the hundred million dollars that you got we got these really slick new uniforms we got these and the way that the Zord comes together, the Megazord comes together, mm. like it's really different than in the series. And I know a lot of people were upset about that because they're like, oh, but they're not all in the same cockpit. And I was like, okay, so what? Like they're not all in the same cockpit. Like it's fine. And but I thought, but that was about the team working together though. Like... Right. Right. But I also thought it was cool because the Zord or the Megazord looks different. It doesn't look like a saber tooth arm and a mastodon leg like you know what i mean like it it looks like a solid robot um Mm -hmm. so i thought that that update was cool as well like i thought that they did they they took the source material and they looked at it and they were kind of like for 2017 like or at the time 2016 like how can we make this look like it belongs in 2016 versus looking like it belongs in the 90s and so i thought that the the updates that they did choose to make made a lot of sense and i think that they just showed well on screen um so ratings what would you give it out of five honestly i give this movie a four i i i feel like 
I'm going to give it a four and a half, you know. Oh, but wow. I mean, I, okay. I think it's a pretty, it's a really good reboot, you know. Yeah. Like, you can't fault. There's nothing wrong with it. It's strong yeah. acting, strong script, strong CGI, good setting, you know, yeah. good supporting cast as well. Even the supporting cast isn't wooden. Yeah. Uh, there's good dynamics between everybody. Um, we'll quickly just talk about, actually, we didn't talk about it. We'll talk about that mid-credit sequence. Um, so it goes back to detention again. Mm-hmm. And it, and the guy's like, oh, you know, doing a rotor, sorry, roll call, roll call for people. And then he shouts out Tommy Oliver and it shows an empty desk. With and the green I, jacket on it. Yeah, with the green jacket on it, which was a good, which was a cheesy 90s nod. Mm-hmm. But like, and then you see him going down the hallway and he's like, Tommy Oliver, Tommy Oliver. And then that's it. And I was like, why did we not get a sequel to this film? Like, yeah. the sequel would have been so clear. You know, Tommy Oliver would have been a bad guy. He would have been probably the main villain. Um, that's what I reckon they would have done. They would have made Tommy Oliver the villain. And then by the end, so, he's a good guy. Oh, yeah, by the end, they've saved him, etc. But, yeah. he, you know, and I, I reckon, my theory is if Tommy Oliver had come in, because it was clear that Kimberly and Jason were a love interest in this film. Mm-hmm. I oh, yeah, they cut Oliver, all of those scenes, by the way. There had been like a kissing scene and all of this other stuff. And like their first audience test reactions were negative, very negative to that relationship. And so they were kind of like, all right, let's just cut that out of the final version. So they didn't. They wouldn't have bothered me. But because I reckon what would have happened is they'd have brought Tommy Oliver in. I think you would have seen a love triangle. That's Mm -hmm. what I think you would have seen. And they always, they they love love triangles in TV series. Of course. Um, And films. So anyway, that's our episode dedicated to jason david frank who in most pop culture circles is quite well loved and or very well loved so um obviously we condolences to his family and close friends and whilst we have never met him we know there's a lot of people in our world of geeks that have met him and i've seen a lot of people share photos so you know he's going to be very well missed and um yeah, so it's kind of all I can really say, but I'm glad I got a chance to rewatch these films and do an episode for him. Uh, I hope you did too. I did enjoy it. It was a nice trip uh, down memory lane. So for our next three episodes, I'll just let you know what we're doing. So we're going to do a couple of double features. So next week we are going to do because we get. I know these aren't Christmas films, but they're like nice films. So we're going to do Men in Black 1997 next week and Men in Black Two from 2002. The following week, we are going to do Men in Black 3 and Men in Black International. Mm-hmm. That will be our last official Geeks and Niche episode of the year. And then the following week, we haven't done it all year, unfortunately, but the book club is coming back next this month. Sorry, because December. we made Scott Pilgrim a Christmas story. So. <laughs> so the last two years, I can't believe two years, right? I know, right? Uh, so last year we did Scott Pilgrim Volume 2. The previous year we did Scott P- uh, Pilgrim Volume 1. And then uh, in, to end our year, we are going to end with Scott Pilgrim Volume 3. Yes. Uh, I actually, because it's been a while, will reread Volume 1 and 2. And uh, and then we'll be back with Rockin' Robbie Billups from the Pop Culture Philosophers for our now annual Scott Pilgrim review. Yes. And uh, we we did last year do like an end of year special episode. What we're going to do actually is just do something <clears> a bit of live on Instagram on the same day we do the book club. Yeah. And, um, so come hang. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know near the time because people won't remember. 
that now. So you can follow us on social media. We're Geeks and Niche everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, we are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for listening and have a good journey. Good journey. I started to do that at the end. Keep doing it. I'd say it. It's-